Welcome to That Comic Smell Podcast. With your hosts, David Robertson, Fernando Pons, Giuseppe Labertino, Mike Sadakat, and Tom Stewart. Yeah, I've crawled, walked, and ran through life bolder, colder, massive weight on my shoulders. I'm older, but I'm still growing each day, need closure. So I still lay down and pray, give thanks. Not for the money in the bank, more so. Grateful for the gas in the tank, I know. But at the same time, I don't. I show, but at the same time, I won't. That's the beginning of the game, the good and the bad. I'm not getting my hands out. I'm worried the dogs will eat it. Look at them. It's the Roysters, I'm telling you. Right. Do you get this much attention? Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, oh, good. So it's not just me? No, anybody that comes in the house, you send me on. I wonder if it's because I've been cooking and all. You know, I've got no to give you. I have washed my hands. But then, no, it's like... There's food here, let's see. Ah! 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 Doesn't really paint uh, paint people from uh, the Middle East in good light. Oh right. No, but I'll uh, I'll, I'll pull it on with it. Yeah. You, you want a knife? Okay, I might be asleep before. Uh, but you want a you want a fork just to dig in it. Oh my goodness. Mm. I love cheesecake. Oh, I do like it too, but oh. is there actually cheese in it? Cheese? Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Depends on the quality, doesn't it? Right. Mm. We make it yeah. for soft cheese. Soft Ingredients. Cheese. Soft cheese. Right. Yeah. What kind of percentage? 80 percent. Oh, right. It's like an alcohol percentage. So it's like less than <laughs> less than a fifth of it, but so basically the whole cake is caught named after that. Yeah. If you <clears throat> if you make Would it, it have been more cheese? Originally, in the in a probably in a homemade one, you put more yeah. than if you make it home, homemade, it's you quite put that, yeah, you want a bit, yeah, always it's one of them things, isn't it? It's like I just associate cheese with being a salty, mm-hmm. a salty, savory thing, mm-hmm. but what makes the sweet and the salt? But yeah, yeah, I mean, then you have Hagen Dazs, that salted caramel stuff oh, they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have that salted caramel cheesecake. Yeah, oh, it, and that works. And that mm. works, yes. It's strangely <laughs> not, it works. <laughs> and you got oh. It works too well. Oh, it's I, worked itself. My wife bought me a slice of Ferrero Rocher cheesecake. Oh, sounds good. I'm spoiling you. Yes. I've never even heard of a Ferrero oh. Rocher cheesecake. Oh, that's lovely. Should I get that from that bakery place in Brightfairy? Mm, perhaps. Uh, she bought it or was it some... You know about shop. I don't know if it was in... Kind of in, in the coff
All right, okay. Oh, I might actually... They made their own cheesecakes. It might be the same place that... They made their own cheesecakes, and one of them is... They do also... Crunchy, crunchy cheesecake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the so cheesecake as in the crunchy <laughs> chocolate bar. Yeah. And then you know the my missus would do something. You know the caramelized biscuits, the lotus caramelized biscuits. Uh, very fine. That you want to play? No. Caramelized biscuits. Maybe a few coming out red and white. Rather condition. Mike's slavering all over. You don't mean. You don't mean like. Ginger biscuits, like you they have. Look like that. They look like that. They look like that, but they are made from it's caramel. Yeah. Flavor. And you get oh, them biscuit. You get them from maybe, London, yeah. coffee. Yes. Right. Sometimes. Okay. Well, I had a cheesecake of that. Fuck. That was the best cheesecake I ever had. Where was, was that? Thank amazing. You. That I had last year. Oh, thank My you. My wife bought it. Anybody uh, else? There's a company that cheesecake. Enough for me, thank you. The cheesecake factory, and oh. they do a cheesecakes. And you can order one or slices, or and they were in the overgate, so she bought a bigger slice of it. Nice. Is that a cheesecake factory? It sounds oh, amazing. I didn't know that. They had like a stand. Yeah. Oh, they had a stand. Oh, right. Okay. But I think that was just a kind of. Yeah. They are there occasionally, not all the time. The place I was thinking of, mm-hmm. remember the marble slab place that was up at the, the top of the overgate? It's now where the Chinese is yeah. at the top. Oh, right. It was a marble slab, like ice cream Thank place. Yes. I thought it was yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. You want a spoon or anything? Or you just hand it. Is he dancer? Got his fitness fine. follower. Quite oh, really dexterous. Oh, oh, look at that. Slightly more. Oh yeah. See, por favor. <laughs> Mas, por favor. Is that how Oliver Twist will be translated? Massimo, por favor. Oh, what? Thank you. Um, I don't know why, but the word desarrollo came into my head as I was getting out of the car tonight. What does it mean? Development. Development. It wasn't in Raptors, but I was trying to remember words that I had to look up from Raptors and I couldn't remember any, and then desarrollo came into my head and I was like, oh, development. Development. Mm. Oh, mm. a bit of cheesecake. That was their cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Nice. I've had some just now. I just had my dinner. Mm-hmm. I did too, so it's mm. dessert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was aware. I had my dinner, and then I had some biscuits. And then, <laughs> well, I was killing time. Before. <laughs> and now he comes with the cheesecake. So Nando, remind me before you go if I um, get you all to just record your names again but on that phone. Oh. Just so it's all the same like recording. So the way it is just now it's all up and down and stuff like that. So I'm doing a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't you have them before? No. Nice, they like crap. They look. Oh, yeah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Really working that way just now. Oh, there's no podcast. Yeah. Absolutely. Going for it. All of us. Getting good. It's like crap. Oh, you see Bob? 
said he wanted to go on. Go. Well, turn on, put the fryer with the fat from the steak or what? Because it's... Mm-hmm. It up. Oh my god. The dogs can smell that you've opened the roasters. That was me washing my hands and the dogs picked up on it. Fucking hell, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I, I know there is, and I've contemplated it. Look, it's even pre cut for you. Yeah, okay. All right, maybe, maybe, maybe if there's any left. Pitch yourself. Mm. Raise yourself. Yeah. Yeah. United jam. United jam. Oh, it's fucking lovely though, isn't it? <laughs> 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 yeah, enjoyed the artwork. Looks lovely in that yeah. uh, in that Raptors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's my friend Tony um, oh, yeah. from Menorca. <laughs> um, years ago, one of the times I used I visited my parents and I because I always go and see him and had that with Chad and we meet and I said, oh, look, this is what's coming out, this raptors. And his pain came out and this is amazing, this is amazing stuff. And he got a couple of the I think it was the first two books at that time he had. And then he went to I think it was the Barcelona comic convention and the artist was there. Oh. So he got the book dedicated with a sketch and everything. Um, what did he have two years in Barcelona? I never went. So he, yeah, he was, he was delighted and I said, yeah, you need to get that, Raptors. And then the next thing he, he got it and now he's doing this one as well, which is The Scorpion, which is published in the UK by Cinebook. Right. Oh, yeah, that's really, really good. It's the same art. Have you been? I got the scorpion. I got the whole uh, the whole collection so far. Right. Mm. That's really good. So there yeah. was a bit of love in that raptors, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a bit of love in a funny kind of way, but that uh, the the Italian cop, he well, the Italian name cop Spiaggi, he has a bit of love for the lead, didn't he? But it wasn't reciprocated. No. Well, sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as they did, yeah. and I would call them those cold comics are sexy. sexy. Yeah, we're not going into any details. Yeah, so yeah, sexy. That's it. The words that were sexy without the shackles. So, love. Oh. I think you need to. We need love. Mm-hmm. Dom, you need to start this one. Because oh, okay. you have a mm-hmm. tremendous selection there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to start off one that I read quite recently, which was uh, Modern Slorns by Neil Slorns, Tort and Tinder, in which he actually talks about trying to find love on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And um, that's kind of the running, the running theme throughout it. So he's got a kind of collection of. Uh, other things about his tortoise and all his pals and stuff like that going throughout it. But there's also a whole part where he's talking about Tinder tales. Talking about meeting up with people and how the dates go and whatnot and how he gets on with Tinder. Well, that's part two, I think. But just all these different experiences that he has on it. And these real experiences. Relevant and up to date. Yeah, very up to date. But there is a three part that goes throughout it. Where he's 
sort of messaging different people and going on dates with folk and he might end up with them, he might not and how does it go from there and so it's fact, not fiction. Yeah, it's more like a diary. Ah, right. A lot of his, a lot of his comics are sort of diary comics or memories or whatever. He's around me a little bit then, though. Is it a bit cold? Tinder Tales One. It's a bit. It's the search. I don't mean yeah, it's the writing. I don't mean the writing. I mean like. Well, it's it's his experience does it end up being a cold? In both in both of them, the first one, he sort of goes on a date with a girl and then finds out that she's in a polyamorous relationship. He doesn't you have to explain that. She's with somebody and she's looking to be with somebody else. So being in a relationship with two people at the same with time. With the consent of that other person. Yes. Alright. In olden days, that was just an open relationship, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. What's it called now? Polyamorous. Polyamorous. Oh, right. Polyamorous. Um, right, right. There's polygamy <coughs> and there's polyamorous. Polygamy is a one male with many female partners. Yeah. And polyamorous is like everybody involved is going out with different folk. Um, if you want to, if you want to hear about polyamorism, I was listening to the Beans podcast the other day, and they did uh, a whole one on polyamorous. Well, this is Colin had had a program last week. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was last week, yeah, and as well. About and they were yeah, maybe just Colin. So they had um, polyamorous Sean and David polyamorous what, people like a, people uh, involved in polyamorous relationships. Uh, but yeah, so there's one, he, he goes on that date, he thinks he's going somewhere and then he finds it's a polyamorous relationship and he's sort of thinking, well no, it's not, maybe that's not what I meant to. Yeah. Uh, and the second one, he's kind of, he goes out with her, he has a, has a good time, and seems like he's getting into it, and seems like she's getting into it, but then it kind of ends on a note where he's sitting down and it's a few weeks later and it's her text and I'm saying I like you and I want to get to know you but let's be pals kind of thing so he thinks he's kind of going somewhere and then it doesn't uh, so it doesn't it's uh, not it's not life. it's not the cold sting but at the same point he's, yes. sort of like, yeah. he's not really too fussed Neil's stories aren't like they're not, they won't leave you feeling hard hit or depressed or anything they're quite upbeat and they've got a kind of mm-hmm. a good look to go with that as well but it's uh, a funny style. They are, they are. Yeah, they are. They reminds me of, of the floats. Now, is these, excuse my ignorance, but it reminds me of a Scribble Notes, which is a... Yeah, kind of. It kind of looks like that. It's a video game, mm-hmm. kind of art design, and they've done different versions, but it reminds me of that. Yeah, so like, and then uh, on the Nintendo, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Game Boy or something. Uh, yeah, it's very similar, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Neil's stuff. He but does, it's, a, it's a nice stuff, yeah. He does political um, strips for the Independent or something like that. So it's something along those lines. But he does. Yeah, I've never seen that. Yeah, before. he does a lot of uh, uh, political yeah. strips and that. He just had one was on like the front page of a paper the other day because it was a picture of Nicholas Sturgeon, <laughs> and I went past and you can spot it a mile off because it's that style. Right, <clears throat> cranky with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's worth. It. It's worth a, it's worth a read though, definitely. Um, but like I say, there's other stories throughout it as well. Yeah. It's just that that's the main kind of one that goes throughout it. It's, it's mainly about him trying out Tinder for the first time. And that's so sort of trying to find love in this modern age. Okay. <coughs> yes. Well, it's nice. never been easy, has it? No. This is just done it. Yeah. It's not honestly like. Tinder doesn't change anything. A lot of people are very put off by 
the idea of Tinder and like, oh my god, it's just too much. I wouldn't want to be single in this day and age for long, but it's just another sure thing. Like, it's just another it? thing that's sad enough. If you, you know what I mean? If you still want to meet somebody by going out and meeting them, you'll still do it. Still meet them, won't it? You'd like to think so. Yeah, it's not like all of a sudden that stops. People stop going out because Tinder exists. But I think, I think love finds you more than you find love. Mm-hmm. It's all people tend to say it's usually when you stop looking and they end up finding love. Perhaps it's easy for someone who has found love to say, or the love has found them to say, love yeah. finds you. Yeah. It's not the way around. Maybe it's easier now, yeah, but that's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Scott McLeod, the sculptor. The sculptor. Uh, literally brought me to tears on the first reading. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the first books I think I can remember um, reading the very start of it with the intention of only reading the first like part and ended up reading it from cover to cover. And I, and I say that quite a lot, but this is actually probably the first one that that happened with. Um, Great style. I love how, the way that it looks. How old is that? Oh, when was it done? Uh, three or four three years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it's it's not years ago. First time I read it was here. Yeah, it's relatively modern. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but really, really nice style. I like, yeah, I like Scott, yeah. Scott McLeod as an artist in general, but I think it's a really beautiful love story of a feeling sculptor and how he's just trying to get his career on track whilst also trying to maintain a relationship. I don't really want to say too much on it because if you haven't read it it gives a lot away if you yeah. say a lot on it. Yeah I have I haven't read it. But it's a beautiful, beautiful you read it from start to finish. No, I have. Is it something it's you'd like to read that kind of thing or no? Fifty fifty on it. I borrowed it from somebody and kept it for six months. Ah, I've never. never opened it. I don't know why. Did you know You've never drawn to open it and read it? No. Yeah. It's beautifully drawn. Yeah. And it's it tackles some heavy very heavy very heavy themes. It's full of emotion. Hmm. And he transpires through the pages. Pages like this, I enjoy. Like where it shows emotion and, and intensity. Really, and really intense situation. Yeah. Very, very intense. Mm. Uh, uh, <coughs> it's, I should try it. It's, 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 really, it's really nice. It's a very powerful, emotional yeah. story. It's, um, it's the first time in a long time that I read something and got few pages from a certain part and started audibly saying no 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 yes. no and then turn the page and uh, you go like that because <clears throat> you kind of see see what's going what's going to happen what's going to happen it's um yeah it's not a happy one but it is it is um it's very moving and it's a real it's an actual term of a a page turner, definitely. Right. Mm. He sort of ends each page really well as well, that you kind of feel you have to keep going, you know what I mean? 
I like when people. You do. Like, you do know how the story is gonna end, yeah. but you don't want to end up in that way. But you know it's happening, so you have to deal with that as you're reading the story. Yeah. And then when you reach the end, you say, "Well, you know." Is it so it's not. So to me, biographical no. or no? Yeah. So, so to me, it wasn't terribly sad, <laughs> although it was emotional. So perhaps bittersweet will be more yeah. the end that we're looking here and what we're looking to define the end of the story. Uh, we're trying really hard not to spoil it. I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I think we I did can, a good job. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see, I can't, honestly, I can't see any more. Yeah, yeah. I'll spoil it. I thoroughly recommend that. It's, this is a book that... Worth having. Everyone should have that book. It'll I become so. a classic. Right. It's not a classic just yet because it just came out three years ago yeah but this is a classic right. LSD is the edition also is very well done and very carefully covers the art the, the, the slip cover as well it's it's one of the books is worth to have in your library I love I love that book that much that when somebody said a bad word about it I instantaneously went off of you triggered no, no, there was a um a po- a, a podcast but that was an it. emotional response. Yeah. Like, a, a personal emotional There was about twenty minutes they had the um, twenty minutes they, they kinda of ragged on it. And uh, yeah, I didn't have the time for it after that. Yeah. If it doesn't move you, I mean, you're made of. You're a psychopath. Who's it that puts it out again? Is it self-made hero? self-made hero? Yeah. So the sculpture, Scott McLeod, posed by self-made hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Worth it. Worth every Absolutely. Every penny. Yes. Every penny. How many pennies is it? Oh, actually two. Too much for that. 2, I think it's about eighteen pounds. I think it was only ten pounds. Well, the yeah. cover price. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. I think it was yeah. only like ten pounds. Should be certainly on the discount websites. Like <laughs> all the websites they sell it for yeah, a cheaper price. What other recently discount websites I didn't know, and it's seriously put me off them. What's this? Uh, stuff like. People not providing healthcare for for employees, but then they want to start up a healthcare company with JP Morgan and someone else. And instead of providing air conditioning in certain workplaces, they have an ambulance waiting outside in case anyone overheats. I didn't know that until recently. But anyway, yeah, Uh, yeah, I uh, I like the look of it. Mm. Like, Like I can't. I can't bring it up enough, but I can't say anymore because it'll just. Yeah, well, I, think it's it's that, 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 I feel if it's one of them, one of them, if you say anything on Scott it. Scott McLeod should thank you because there'll be some money coming his way <laughs> after that endorsement. I think Scott McLeod's making enough money off of uh, yeah, his well, past works. Yeah, but if he wants to turn his nose up to another slice of whatever percentage he gets of that. Though. I didn't really expect much less from the guy who makes a comic book about makes comic books about making comics to be honest he really understands them so much so that he's really understanding comic books yeah <laughs> oh. 
Next one. I was going to say, I think we're black step and Sonic right enough on that. Love and Rockets. Yes. I don't know what it is about these books. I was going through them the other day and just the entire, the themes, the look, the writing, everything just is massively appealing. I mean, we already did a whole episode on them, but they're just, they're absolutely filled with love, turmoil, uh, complete despair, complete comedy on the other half as well, like it's just social like, critique, oh, everything. They, they, I think um, Love and Rockets. Sadness and loss, yeah, yeah it's, it's, everything is there. Yeah. Love and Rockets has everything, <laughs> but what was, it, what was it about the the Love and Rockets part of it again? Did we not speak about this before? Um, was it because not because it was slightly surreal? At the very beginning, at the very beginning of the story, and I think we mentioned that, um, well, I think that's the theory anyway, or my theory, the Love and Rockets, because you had part of the magazine of the comics were science fiction, science fiction but the other part was uh, more, the let's call it mundane stories. The stories from Palomar. Yeah. yeah. So you have the, the love for the human relationships and the science fiction. Yeah. So the yeah. love and the rockets. The love and the rockets. But yeah. then the science fiction kind of has been left to a side as you, as you read and you go yeah. along. And it's more about the, 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 the relationships of the different um, characters mm -hmm. that appear in the book, which lots of them are female, strong characters, mm -hmm. which at the time, yeah, very uh, much seen. 20 or oh, how many years ago, 30 years, mm -hmm. uh, when they appeared, that was quite a new thing suddenly, um, to have such in-depth and uh, realistic um, characters um, and, uh, and it comes from the, the, the authors that because their mom was a strong woman and, and they always had well you know she brought us up in a yeah, nearly impossible difficult background and good area the very good female role models so yes and it's in the title Love and Rockets. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and there's many books because it, well, it, it, has, it came out in a magazine format, mm -hmm. then there's been compiled in different trades and books. There's a new one of these just come out, and it's all the new ones, but it's, it looks exactly like this. To try to keep the yeah, same. Yeah, they're trying to keep them all the same kind of yeah. look now. Um, I think these are great. These are good, like, coffee table size books. Yeah. That, format, you've yeah. got them for a bargain oh, price. Don't, don't Unbelievable. Know. I still shit myself every time I see that look. Unbelievable. <laughs> I want to shoot you just to go yeah. look. I got it for two ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that for books. I get that are expensive, but I get a bargain price. I often just leave the price on as a way of showing off. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so. Much cheaper. <laughs> I, I, this was actually the page I was looking for. Just look at that. Yeah, it's so good. It's mm. absolutely gorgeous. For black and white, like mm -hmm. it really is just absolutely beautiful. So what is uh, what is it the uh, frowny faced characters? What is he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. I've read that not a long ago, and I honestly can't remember. I just remember looking good. <laughs> I flicked through. I flicked through all three of them really, really quickly, and it's one of them when you. Go through it and then try to think about what happened when mm. you go. Mm. There's a lot of time with Love and Rockets that 
because it's so all over the place mm-hmm. and it's been going so long and you read them all up of order and 50% of the time I've no idea what's happening yeah but I just <laughs> enjoy it mm-hmm. I got that when I, I've only read one or two and I was like, right. really, I, I enjoyed what was in there but yeah like, yeah exactly I don't think you need to hold on to every detail and no yeah. Well, I mean, I can't, so I'm saying that. <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. Like, definitely. Um, what's her? What's her name? Uh, the oh god, the mechanic. Oh yeah, Maggie. 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 Um, a lot of her stories, I can't. I I I still yeah. totally forget what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I know. Every time, every time I see any the Maggie mechanic stuff, I'd get totally lost. Because she's the one that has all the, the horned guy in everything as well, isn't it? The, um, yeah. It's Coetis, Rockets. Coetis. Yeah. We don't, we don't say the age. Coetis. Coetis. Amor. Amor. Love. Nice. <laughs> that was a moment. <laughs> she had the moment there. <laughs> was yeah, it? it's, it's definitely... Uh, one of the all-time greats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Modern Rockets. They're fan of graphics, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, these are tight. Titan, yeah. it, isn't it? I mean, I mean, if if you made comics, right? I mean, to have made this in your life, this book, I mean, I'd be sitting going, "Fuck, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm done. done I'm done. Done it. on this one volume. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, I am one of the best. You know, they've done like No, but they have like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. You see, that's a good chunk. Yeah. And there's like a nine in total of these or something like that. Nine or ten, something like yeah. that. Of them? Yes. Yeah. Of the collected. On the collection ones, yes. And there's a lot more that haven't been collected. Well, there's other stories of comics yeah. like Dan that there's are no uh, yeah. necessarily love from Rockets. Yeah. Okay. Also, oh, 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 stories from Palomar or, or following the main character. They even he's even doing now like one of the characters in it is an actress, and then one of the books he's done is the story of the film she's in. Yes, yes, yes. I was reading going, "This is that film she was mm-hmm. in." I couldn't believe it. Yes. I was confused enough already, and, it's, <laughs> and I thought, "Wow, that's amazing." That's one hell of a spin-off. <laughs> So the, so the main character looks like her, you know, it's very confusing. Yeah, but, but it's a different good. name and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. oh, it's the film. Yeah. 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 It's good. That's commitment. That is therefore, that's some big commitment. It's wow. incredible though, it's, it's incredible work. There was a wrestler called Little Beaver. Nice. <laughs> I'm sure there's been worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> big Beaver. Yeah. yeah. Um, my next pick. Mm. Blue is the warmest colour. Oh, Story right. of um, I can't remember the two characters' names, but a, a loving relationship between two women, and it is uh, it's a lot about like how their families react to them mm-hmm. getting together, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of loss and. Um, like per- there's a lot of like personal loss and love loss and um, a lot of like first meetings and whatnot and um, I felt reading going through this book that I could feel a lot of the emotion that the characters were going through 
um, as I was reading it. Uh, so it was first this and then it became a film? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen the film? No. No, it's a French film. <clears throat> it's really good, but it's totally different. Completely different. So they're just sort of tired. Yeah, just just the tip. Uh, some some of the some she of the themes. Yeah. Really cold is color. But no, they just they've taken the kind of basic idea and they've taken a lot of like meetings and stuff <laughs> and put it into the films, right. like when like, first met and stuff like that. Right. And some of the dates and stuff, but the actual the whole running story is totally different. Completely yeah. different. Um, when's it so how, how old is it yeah mm-hmm. see I'm wondering if it was maybe yeah format and yeah I, I thought it was maybe like some sort of serial or something beforehand yeah, be. and then put interesting but I didn't I don't know I really really don't know uh-huh. yeah. Clementine and Emma that's it Clementine and Emma yeah nice but yeah it's um, if I remember rightly it's Emma's story no it's Clementine's story of how she met Emma but it's all from Emma reading Clementine's story so she's reading through it and hearing about how she met her and stuff oh. like that that sounds interesting yeah perspective it's, uh, this is another one that has sort of like quite a heartbreaking mm. ending that I can't really say much about it's quite a common theme a lot of um, the love stories. Yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the love stories start off all right and then when, end up in absolute devastation. Like when, there's a lot happening. I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it with the yeah with the love and the. We have this tendency to express and tell and recreate the pain, the sadness when it goes wrong, mm. but. You don't find love stories that end in a happy ending and you know, and it's enjoyable and the happiness yeah, is what it should be. Unless and it's a kid's find, story. Yeah. Mm. And that's... Happy ever after. Yeah. And it's kind of, we're assuming, oh yeah, happiness, you know, that's great. And but we concentrate in the pain, not just in comics, but in, in literature, in, yeah. in cinema, mm-hmm. in all kind of genres. That is, the pain is what, yeah. is what makes us kind of human and make, oh, you just... That's how we can feel the love and how painful it is, you know. One of the most original literature love stories, Romeo and Juliet, ends in a complete yes, tragedy. Yes, in a complete mm-hmm. tragedy drama. But so love is above everything. They're, they're yeah. panels, though, aren't they? They're less But this, um... This book's very so blue is the warmest mm-hmm. color. Yeah, blue is the warmest color. How old is right. that? Julie Julie Marrow. But it's really yeah. nice. Um, it's really nice sort of watercolor style to it as well. Yeah. Throughout the book, um, a nice kind of wash over a lot of the panels and whatnot as well. Um, Deep love. I like um, I like a lot of the uh, a lot of the lettering in it as well because it's all like handwritten letters. Yeah. Written tiny little. Oh yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's nice. I think. Very nice, but it? looks nice. Yeah. Big fan. What a detail, isn't it? Yeah. Crowd scenes, <laughs> all that good stuff. Have you read it as well? No, no, no. I haven't read this one now. So, what's the next one you have there? It's a pretty big eyes. A bit, a bit like elves. It's very. Or manga. Very, yeah, very uh, manga influenced. Influenced. 
Do you think that's uh, because they've also been influenced by Japanese manga when it comes to drawing more normal mundane things happening? Possibly. Possibly. Very possibly. It is a more newer book, so it would have more of a... The eyes? The eyes? Only the eyes. Yeah. They might be more of um, Elfquest. Elfquest. Oh, okay. Pinnies. Never mind. Wendy Pinny. The way that she draws the eyes of the... Else characters. Yeah. It reminds me of that. Only the eyes, I say. That's not, the rest yeah. of the proportion is different, but completely different in the style. But yeah, certainly. There was something, you know, that Fanta Graphics book that I've been reading? Yes. There was something in that, well, now I'm going to, I've got all the details lost in my head, but <laughs> there was there was something like the elf, when the Peenies were doing Elf Quest, Fanta Graphics almost took that on as being, they were publishing that. And there was like a week in it or something, and it didn't happen, so they did Love and Rockets instead. So it's like, imagine the total difference of of the company. Fanta Graphics would have been the Elf Quest, the guys. Yeah. There you go, alternate reality. Jeez. Elf Quest hasn't really stood up the test of time. Not all of the other Earths, that's what they're doing then. I shouldn't say ah. but it's fantasy, sort of. Elves, no, I think this with the rubber salt. Someone like ElfQuest has got loads of fans, you know. Yeah. So me sitting here, that's not really helped up. So what is it? Nice. A I just don't role play again? What is I it? it was a comic back right. in the like, 1980s or maybe late 70s. <coughs> yeah, it's Marvel cool. yeah. published it for a wee bit. They picked yeah. it up. Nah. I just always remember it being in existence. I don't yeah. ever remember a yeah. time when it wasn't. I think so, it was yeah. at the time. It was. It was part of that whole self-publishing indie scene. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, can see the yeah. graphics. At that time, it. was somehow linked with the the boom of the uh, Dungeon and Dragons and oh, role yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, it kind of. Belong to that sort of world. Mm. There is actual Dungeons and Dragons role playing games based on it, isn't well, there? Yeah. Is it? All right. I think so, yeah. Well, there so you are. Yeah, let's try it. But don't, don't be so, certainly game. from that point of view, but now, <sighs> yeah, I can see what they're trying to say. Is perhaps it has lost the general appeal to everyone, mm. it still has his fans. Yeah. And by all means, if you like that sort of world and fantasy, give it a go yeah, because they are really good comics, but. They are likely to be dated now, mm. to my understanding as well. But when you think of great, uh, sorry, Game of Thrones and all that, people like all that. So, yeah. so probably, if you like that, maybe you would like Elfquest. I don't mm. like Game of Thrones either. I don't know. Do you know? People like Game of Thrones partly because of the CGI. But anyway, it does look chance, close. You know, in my usual and it is really well written. I haven't watched a full episode yet. And there's more <laughs> gore and, uh, and sex stuff. Going on, yeah. It does say it's sex. Bit more than elf quest. So speaking of sex, sex. Yeah. <laughs> last but not least, the story Ooh. of sex. Oh, I like that on the spine. That's brilliant. That'll give it away to your kids, <laughs> wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> story of sex. Can you get up? Do people do it? I'm reading the newspaper on your mother's back. 
Yes, my, uh, my, my. How else would you explain it? My other half very kindly got me this for Christmas without me even knowing that it existed. So, yeah. Uh, the story of sex from apes to robots. Um, and it literally just goes step by step. I'm in the midst of reading it, so it's kind of bookmarked. Um, it literally goes from the beginning of time right up to modern day. Yeah. Oh, let's see the it, it kind of shows you. Fuck it, sh- it shows you. Um, it shows you a lot of like, lore and stuff as well, and a lot to do with religion. So that there is talking about um, Egypt. Is it? That's. Uh, I don't know how do you, how do you pronounce that. Egalitarian. Egalitarian. But before that, it was all about Ishtar and Babylon. Mm. Um, oh, have you come across the the. The festival of Dionysus. Mm. Yeah. Where they have the Yeah, the Greeks. Oh, the Greeks, Greeks had a fe- they Bacchus. had a weird ritual yeah, where Bacchus, yeah, right. well, everyone would have to um, kind of Zeus dress up as someone there. else. Well, Zeus got his way uh, many times. Greece becomes the setting of the pantheon of the gods, legendary heroes who are still with us today, for they all become part of the calendar. Blah blah blah. Some of them are important, but it gives you a lot of like history and who sh- who did what and yeah, you know, there's bits of mm-hmm. people getting their knock cut off. Oh, like Kronos, I suspect. Also yes. known as Saturn. Kronos cuts off his father's enormous member. Yeah. Oh. That will leave a mark. Yeah. That will leave a mark. The god of time. There's the apes, like that you were wanting to see. Oh so. yeah. Well, Kronos got it happened to himself as well, I believe, from Zeus. I mean, one of his testicles became Venus, or Aphrodite. That's a fuck load, isn't it? It's quite funny when I was looking through it, it's like it's got, it's got a guy running away from uh, a saber tooth. Oh dear. Uh, and then no chance. tying it up so that it doesn't have it. And it says that's when the, the invention of the first G-string. So men had the first G-string. Well, Not yeah, because you don't, well, yeah, of course, it's yeah. going, oh, shh. It's all flopping. I might have got that from uh, seeing some of the people in Papua New Guinea. Um, they have uh, a little sort of like string-like cords made from yeah. uh, plant vines. They wrap wrap it up and just put it back like that and then tie it yeah. as a belt. So it's just sort of kept out the way. Yeah, protect it. Up, but their bollocks are still loose, so uh, yeah, yeah, they could still get a, a nasty. Uh, uh, brush from some of the uh, not too pleasant plants that are uh, scarred around. But, uh, um, so it's going through history, <coughs> yeah, all different mythologies, going through history, all, all, all sexes, all everything. Mm-hmm. It goes through absolutely even birth control. Uh, they, mm-hmm. you know, the first the first time that anybody saw on oh. television. <laughs> oh, new sexual <laughs> order, and then it's like the twenty first century future sex. But it shows there, it shows like all of the 21st century, and then it gets into the future and what we should Uh-oh. come to expect. And it's not like that. Yeah. Uh oh, it's a new world. It's there. It is, it's <coughs> comedic as well, though. A lot of the, like, the speech that, bubbles that, are really jokes and stuff like that. So it'll give you the actual, it'll give you the, the proper history of the top and the facts of the top. Well, and then yeah. all the picture and the actual. Speech bubbles are just little jokes. You know I mean? With its style, I expect to see pictures of Tintin and Asterix there. Yeah. You would get into trouble. 
Yeah, <laughs> just that style of colouring. It kind of kind of reminds me of one of those comics. Okay, good job. I think they're French. Yeah, if I remember right. So they're all uh, Hershey's Adventures of yeah, Sexual Fantasy. Both, both French, but it's definitely well worth a look. I'm enjoying it, going through it anyway. I've only I, read that. I've seen that before. So it's so either been here or in the here. library. It was it here. Was when, I just, when I just bought it, was ah. yeah, it sits proudly on the shelf. You could hide it though, could you? In a family though. It's funny, no. nobody ever notices it. We've got on. We've got on. <laughs> we've got on full show. But I think we've got that many other books there. Nobody notices <laughs> the two just boning away. <laughs> Nobody goes, what's this one? Yeah. That used to always happen with Roger Sabin did a book called Adult Comics, and it was just about comics through years, it wasn't anything. But everybody always went for that one to see what it was, you know, right, Adult okay. Comics, oh yeah, and then looked through it and went, oh, <laughs> disappointment. It'll happen when you have visitors who have loads of little influenced, easily influenced kids yeah. staying over. One of the kids, no, all of them will run into your room and see that book and they'll just shout to their uh, very strict authoritarian uh, parents who will go completely mental at you. There's two people <laughs> on that book. There's and they're naked. They're behind <laughs> each other. They and have they're doing doggy style. <laughs> um, I saw yeah. them. But that is, uh, yeah, that's that is, that is my picks for, for love. Mm. Oh, very good. Excellent. We, we can't talk that, I'm afraid. Sorry. We can't talk. No. <laughs> the story of sex. Okay. No. The live, the live one. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want it, like, once I've finished it, that once I've finished it, you can have a... <laughs> I think you'll have a, 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 a queue of people wanting to see that one. Yeah. I didn't even... No idea existed at all. And the message just... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Looks like a great book, yeah. Mm. Said, nice um, format as well. Nice size. He looked up like comic books for for people who like comics kind of thing. It was one of the first ones that came up. I thought I never came yeah. up on any of my bloody lists. First <laughs> <laughs> thing I go to. Oh, the actually, it's with you is the only time I've heard of it. Yeah. Or seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. And it's a it's great one. Never popped up on Amazon or anything. It's great. Crack on, son. Crack oh, on. I just thought of that tonight. I thought, bollocks, I've got that. Why I thought I'd get it. Yeah. Raymond Briggs. Lovely book. Oh, what a beautiful, Briggs. lovely book, guys. And this is love as in the story of his brother's mum and dad. mum and dad, yeah. Through the decades, how they met, right through their life, what they were like together, and then over to kind of his, his perspective That's as they both. This was one of those things of it being taken out of stock in the libraries. Oh, was it? Right? And so you kind of went, oh, don't take Which it. Library don't was keep it? that in the library. Which library was it? Really? Why? Because it wasn't being it was, taken? Yeah, that, that would be. Is that how books, how they work out which books to retire if they've not been taken out Yeah, for a while? <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is, but I mean, it's like anything, isn't it? There's a theory, and then there's like yeah. a load of different people involved and whatever, you know. I mean, I would look at a book like this and keep it in stock, yeah. just because yeah. it's great. But then yeah. somebody else would look at that and go, what's this? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever, you know. You think just based on the fact that everyone knows the snowman, that they would keep it for that? Don't you think? Funnily enough, this... Uh, the snowman being like a kid's book, people don't think that's a comic necessarily. So they would look at this, and this always escaped the the comics ghetto in the libraries. They never quite. It always ended up in the adult fiction. 
Right. So there'd be a load of books, you know, Tom Clancy's, uh, whatever, and, and D is for Deadhead. And, and then that. And, and this would be sitting there. And this is like just a lovely, beautiful book about his dad. Beautiful. I mean, so anyway, for whatever reason, there it was. I was sad to see it come out with the collection, but I did get it for 50 pence for my own. So, you know. It's and it's hardback. Yeah, it's lovely. I've only got a softback of it, but it's lovely. It so it's very, very nice book. I mean, Raymond Briggs is always just great, isn't mm. he? Ethel Nervous, true story. Very nice. Well done. Yeah. I remember really when I first saw Snowman really trying to draw a picture like that with all oh, that yeah. hatching and the colour. Because mm -hmm. I've just been... used to get, was it weekly or monthly magazines about drawing your team where first issue uh -huh. with this and that and it'd be a reduced price yeah yeah, yeah and then sure. all weeks after it was like four times the price whatever yeah yeah and the first it was about hatching and stuff it's that hat the tart the sort of tart and tweed hat that he's got the snowman right the, the hatching really that's nice. absolutely beautiful yes i always find that fascinating have you read that no no no, no. Very good indeed. Kind of a, you know, no nonsense. Real story. Even there's the wee bit, I was having a wee look through it again and the wee bit at the start and when he, when he meets her and then like she's leaving the house and they're going to get married, you know, and they're both going along the street and she goes, hey, I'm getting married. And he goes, so am I. It's like, what a great, yeah. what a great little bit to get the story started, you know. Raymond Briggs really knows how to write a good. Oh, he's a great writer as well as an artist, yeah. It's really nice. Mm -hmm. It's it really, really nice. Beautiful. Do you want to say I've got it? I'm still uh, I'm You're still raking through this. Still, uh, yeah. I'm trying to keep a straight face at the Prince Albert page. How back What else do you have there? Yeah. Come on, you've got a big bag. Nice. Well, I moved on. I, I I thought of Eddie Campbell. And you know his The guy that uh with Alan Moore. The yeah, From Hell. And he's got his own career that he's been doing 30 years or so of his books about his life. And he used to sort of call it Alec. He was called Alec. Mm -hmm. And in the more recent ones, he just calls himself Eddie. But as they go through, a lot of the earlier ones were about his relationships and stuff when he was younger. And then as they went on, he's, he's married. So you kind of get to know him, his wife, the daughter, you kind of get to know the family, you know, as he's using them in these stories. So, I just brought this as an example of that. There's some really nice stuff in this about his daughter, he's arguing with his daughter. And he ends up dying. Yeah, that's it there. Oh, yeah. This is getting away from the, the love, romantic love, but there's like this bit with the daughter and they're arguing, you know, give me the money. No, right. And throws the money. She throws the money in his face. All you think about is money. He that is then throws it in his face. You know, and he's the dad stood there and it's like the stole standoff, you know. And then she's like, I'm off. And goes to the car. And he's like, no, it's not going in the car. No, and he ties up. He's so furious. He ties up the car with a rope. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You can feel it that this is the kind of idiotic rubbish you would do yeah. when you were wound up. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And then, of course... Actually, a good example of his wife, you know, she goes, Eddie, stop. She goes, I've dealt with it. 
take the rope off the car. <laughs> you know, it's like she fixes it off. He, he just has to fizz and steam and take the rope off the car, you know, thinking, I'm an idiot, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, really, I guess it is cumulative. If you've read all the different comics, you get to know the, the characters, you know. I read that one. Yeah, and it's not the it's not the main no. part of that story I've at all. No, I th- maybe I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. Well, well half of that was about the money. History yeah, of yeah money. see, that was the thing. It was all about the money that yeah. I didn't get into. Yeah. The first half was like not his usual story. Well, then, I was like, did you know? You get that? You get that from under? Yeah, that's what I thought I got that. Yeah, yeah. Years ago, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that. Is you know that what this reminds me of? Do you remember Fungus the Bogeyman? Uh, yeah. yeah. He did that as well. Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, was that him? Yeah, Fungus the Bogeyman. Yeah, he did that I as well. I think that's the first one I recall reading that I was able to get it, like, yeah. through library. Yes. Okay, here's my next one. Oh, cool. Weird Love. And this is Craig Yo. Craig Yo does these collections of old comics. Like old 50s kind of stuff. I fell for a comic. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so that's from 1953. Goodness. And, it's, and he's... What do you mean? It's... Well, he it's doesn't... Not, I guess these things are out of copyright or something. So he just picks them up. But that story them. is from 1953. Yes. And it's called I Fell for a Comic. Exactly. And that <laughs> works from 1953 as well. He didn't redraw it, did he? No, he didn't redraw it. All right. So, so this is from <laughs> <laughs> June 2014. Showing how the pro- propaganda was uh, infiltrated comics as well. What else? There's loads of good ones. Love of a lunatic. So you know, obviously, all the women look like the oh, the craze, don't yeah. they? It's Ogden Whitney, and he did um, Herbie. If you've ever read any Herbie, that's brilliant. I'm thinking of the, the car. Big, big fat Herbie superhero guy. Ah, he's like the most powerful boy in the world, but he's like totally lazy. He sucks lollipops. <laughs> uh, it's so good. <coughs> so great artist. What else we've got? We'll pass this around. Never heard of Herbie. Herbie. I like the sound Herbie of Herbie. Herbie. absolutely brilliant. Hey, there's, a gr- there's a great one where he's like, he has to fly up and do something, and the drawing sticks in my mind. It's, even as I'm thinking of it, he's just kind of like walking and sucking this lollipop and he's just going through the through the air, you know, like towards the window. He's like, okay then, you know, I'll go. And that's him flying, you know. <laughs> the rest of them are, he's like, and his dad thinks he's useless. You big fat nothing, he always says, because he goes up and... So was that like its own comic that Herbie, was it a strip? Or Herbie was, was yeah, back in the day, yeah. I've got a few Herbies. So are all these comics from the era of the romance comics? Yeah. Um, from the 50s. That's right, 50s, 60s. And yeah. they have been compiled. Oh. That's, that's an interesting one, yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Okay. Got more there? No, I've got Dean Haspiel, who's one of my favourite writer artists. I fell for a comic. Boy in my pocket, Billy Dogma. And Billy Dogma is uh, like a superhero guy. And. Uh, yeah, D- um, Dean Haspiel's got a great, great style. And, but it's always about the two of them in love, you know? Okay. And so, they have all these conversations, you know? And it's just nice. But it's very fanciful. He's, he's kind of inspired by Kirby a bit as well. Mm. You know? 
It's romantic. The signature cross bandages on the face. Yeah. So, Jane Legit, that's it. Jane Legit. Jane Legit. And Billy Dogman. Oh, that's right, and he comes up, she's in the office, you know? And he comes in. Open the window with the glass. I, I brought you an extra parachute pack, buttercup. Let's get while the getting's good. So it's like, Billy! And they're off. Anyway, it's very good. It's got a real... It's got a feel to it. I mean, look at that. Our regular intercourse has become essential to my daily nourishment. <laughs> That's good stuff, isn't it? I really like his art. So if you like his art, you're off to a good start. But it's his writing that... It's quirky. It does it. Quirky, romantic, sexy, tough. You know? Good stuff. And then there's Volcano Girl. That's a, that's a separate story. Which he is reading. Ooh, look at that picture. He's reading Volcano Girl oh. comic. Ah, yes. Very good. Well spotted. Actually, there's a previous page where yeah. he's no, in the it's, bed. It's on the yeah. Volcano that's, Girl. That's, he's reading Volcano Girl This is the comic, comic he's reading in yeah. the bed. It's caught the insanity quite like, well. Yeah. Do the pages change colour? Uh, no, no, no. I've just seen that differently. <sighs> Yep, so that's a great one. He's done a few of those Billy Dogman comics, and they were all good like that. Dean Haspier. I did. I interviewed him a few years ago. Really? Yeah. For for the blog. Yeah. Okay, I've got some superhero stuff. Because some something that you always got when when I was a kid was you got a romance story mm. in the superhero comics. Mm. I don't yes. know if they still do that. Yeah, they do. Do they? But it's usually based on old old ideas like Jean right. Grey and Cyclops. And yes, Wolverine. okay. Jean Grey Cyclops. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the first issue of X Men I ever bought. One two nine. Beautiful. Twelve pence. Colossus. Mm. Is that Colossus? Colossus. Yeah. Colossus. No Storm. This is when I fell with the storm. Was this mm. was this your first X Men? With it was this your first uh, group of X Men you came across? Yes. You didn't come across the earlier, the original Kirby, uh, uh, the British. It was probably pretty simultaneous. They used to reprint the Kirby X-Men at the same time in a right. magazine called Marvel Superheroes. Right. Uh, and then in Rampage, which was another Marvel one, they were printing this stuff. Right. And then, of course, if you went in and had a bit more money, and you could get one of the oh, American ones that yeah. were coming at the same time. So it was kind of simultaneous. Um, but there's one page in this that... It's part of the dark Yes, you've got a... And this, and this is like... A, I mean, it's Chris Claremont, right? So it's horribly overwritten. There's like, you know, 200 words in every panel. But it's them talking, and it's hokey as fuck. I mean, it really is, but it's so... I mean, come on, I've got to read it. Like, here we go. Gene, you're everything to me. As necessary as the air I breathe. I used to say I love you without truly knowing what I was talking about. I know now a little anyway. Jean, I love you. And I use Scott with all my heart. And all of this is happening 
in the middle of a full-on smog. Alright. I mean, look, I mean, look at right. what they're saying while the tongue's right down their throat there. And of course, all these, the, the Phoenix costume and everything, oh, John Byrne, you know. Nice. John Byrne is You know, this was, I was reading this like as a kid, like, <laughs> you know, trembling. I mean, I don't know why, but I like it. Oh, yeah, I like oh, it yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, a lot of red hair as well. Well, nice. I was, I was, uh, reading this as a kid, to me, this was like the most romantic thing ever. This was like the absolute yeah. heights of love. <laughs> you know, this was love, romance, everything. <laughs> I mean, it turns out it's just crap. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, it's still ingrained in my mind. Yeah. And, and such that when they did X-Men 2 or whatever it was, and, and they were doing scenes with them, I was like, oh, I was getting Altieri in the cinema. Like 25 years it later, I was like, this is my, this is the original love story for me. Yeah. This is like, right. the, this is the heights of, of love. Ah, and what about, this what about the Hulk really? uh, Betty? That well, romance well. that so can never that happen. before you saw Superman? No. Right. But that but in that fit, but in, but in, Right. Oh, uh, really? The, maybe because... Well, yeah. wasn't it? They didn't go into this much detail. No. Because, you know, I thought you were dead, Gene. You know, I'm... You know, I'm I mean, they're talking about things like... Uh, I need to explain things about your dating Colleen Wing. But, so, I mean, it's crap, but they're talking about things that kind of could happen, you know, like yeah. people dating somebody else. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's more than the real... Yeah. You know, the, yeah, so... It's grounded. Well, yeah. Can, really, at that time, at that time Cyclops? it was. Is that Cyclops? That's Cyclops and yeah. Gene. At that time it was for the superheroes mm. in the early 80s. <laughs> See, if I had allowed myself... Because, of course, they all thought Gene Grey was dead. And then she came back as this phoenix, you know. Mm. So there he's talking about when she was dead and he couldn't feel anything. He felt nothing, you know, because he couldn't allow himself to lose her and feel it. I mean, it's, you know. Scratch the fire. You know, it's. So I love that page. That page, and it's the three of them, you know, the passion. Look at the passion. Yep. And I was at a convention a few years ago and, and there was a very beautiful woman there and she was dressed exactly like Phoenix in that costume and then mm. he would have fainted as, a, as she came walking up. <laughs> so that's, this is a great, uh, <laughs> and of course in this same issue, of course there's Storm, Storm's talking to, to Kitty Pride, you know, and I just fell in love with Storm. At this point you're struggling to... She's got weird cat-like like eyes in that yeah, one. She does. Yeah. To keep a lid on your emotions, you're well, like, oh, was that, all, that's this, was very, this is Storm. This was unbelievable, really. So great stuff, really liked it. And, and of course this is the classic X-Men. Mm -hmm. Who is the artist? John Byrne. John Byrne, John uh, yeah. I remember that period without yeah. having that many issues of it, but... Do you know, I just feel like, I always remember this... You know, the guy's going, hey, put the magazine back, it's in a library or something, you know, and he's like, oh. and then the next one he's like, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> he's like, come on, Wolverine, don't do it, you know. He was always going to go off at any moment, but then the robots come in, and it looked like Colossus on fire with it. This was very exciting. This comic seemed really yeah. good, you know. Mm. The X-Men, they were. They were good, they were, really they were good. good. Who was the main villain in that, that story arc? Well, this was when they were getting into the Hellfire Club. Uh, yeah. Oh, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian yeah. Shaw, yes. A mastermind. No, 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 nothing to do with the Darth Vader. Well. No, 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 A mastermind. This was mm -hmm. taken out and put on the wall. 
for a few years. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Star, Wars, Star Wars toys uh, and ticked off the ones I had, you know, that I've got Boba Fett and uh, Lucas Starwalker. Yeah. And, Darth Vader. I always wanted that radio control map mm. 2D2 because I oh, thought, you know. God, who did it? <laughs> I thought, have you ever radio controlled that too? And he came in the room. That's the real one. That's, yeah, that's, that's just right. like having real R2D2, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, there you go. Oh, you've seen that before, perhaps. And you know, in a similar thing, Spider Man oh, 1980, look right? Oh, look at that. Oh, this is, this, oh, was, this was a Christmas that. present. Oh, in that's the lovely. Oh, I bet you loved that when you saw that. Oh yeah, I loved it, yeah. Oh. But, I mean, the annuals that you've got are just terrific. I mean, I'm often getting I love the look of it. The writing on the side as well, yeah. you can tell. Grand jeans. <laughs> they even just put the same thing on the back. Yeah. yeah. I mind that logo as well on some of my annuals over there. Yeah. yeah. This is like Remember that Hulk one I found at the Carbiggy that was mm-hmm. having some man around the front. And it was just the I same as well. well. Was, yeah, I thought that one Hulk's like... Yeah. And then he's gone. Yeah, so the story in here is the... Oh, yeah, with the funny colour, when they do the colour yeah, like that. Yeah, some of it's red. Do you know what? I used to copy all these pictures of Spider-Man. Every, every single one of them, I'd be copying them. So Stegron and the Lizard, that's the that's the main story. <coughs> this book is just unreal. Anyway, the reason I bring it is because we've got this wee interlude here. Nicely drawn, and look, it's... It's Peter Parker and Mary Jane walking through the windy city, you know, and they're, they're talking through, you know, what, what are they saying? How did, how did we get to be these kind of people and all that, you know? Are really sure that's the architecture there? Yeah. Is it? What were you doing? I don't know. You don't know a lot of things, you know. Who are we these days, Red? Who are we? I mean, this is existential. Oh. You know, I got this. And uh, oh, the selection yeah. box, you know? Five, six. <laughs> and the Muppets was on telly. Yeah. And, uh, and <laughs> who, who are we these days? I can't tell you, people. It started out so simply. You know, yeah, the architecture, they're going past the statues. And then there's two pages of this stuff. No responsibilities and blah, blah. And this, again, seemed, as a kid, you thought, this is what adults are like. Adults are going about behaving like this. They're talking about their relationships. They're going, they're walking through parks on windy days. Pondering existential questions. Exactly. Was yeah. He, was he not a kid by this point? Was he grown up a bit more grown up? Well, you've got this, yeah, by this he, point, he was working like already. Spider Man's been going like <coughs> 17 years. Right. So, you know, right. like, so it's like. Yeah, so he was a photographer. He was grown up now. So I went through that same James <laughs> Bond thing, you know, where the kind of. The time went along. And he was like, was he getting older or was he not? It was, yeah, like, it, was yeah. a, it was a weird sort of mix. Now they just completely rebrand it with a new day. Yeah, yeah. I think with uh, yeah with James Bond, I remember with Pierce Brosnan, there was a definite. This was this was nothing to do with the old ones. Yeah, yeah, because it was like ten. I think that one starts and it's like ten years ago, and he's hanging out with Double Six. And I thought, yeah. no, ten years ago he was Roger Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was you to kill. So I thought, okay, we've cut, we've definitely cut yeah. the cord now. So there we go, that's another orange little view of uh, relationships. In the middle of this crazy, I love this oh. story by the way, it's a Christmas one. In fact, I put it on the blog this year. The Christmas. I, I did. And uh, there he is with the, the Christmas trees falling over and all that, you know. And, 
So anyway, great, great comic, and um, oh, this this ends just to spoil the end. And Stegron like sort of loses his powers and freezing, you know, and, mm. and then he falls into the ice, and it's like what's that? I might as well. Oh no, this is Peter going. I might as well go find myself some place to get warm. There's nothing more to keep me here, and there's Stegron. Uh, and that's the end. And you think, mm, okay. But I just read quite recently that there was another bit after that where Spider-Man goes to the Kurt Connor's house and he's given like the wee boy presents and all that. So it's a nice happy ending. Mm. But obviously they, they the, didn't have the that here. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they cut that up. They just finished it off. just end up like that. You go. God. God, fucking hell, Spider-Man is a bit of a cold bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That is the final page, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So great book, that love that. I, I'd love to get my hands on that. <coughs> oh yeah, the Cantina. Yeah, of uh, the Star Wars. Well, this, this In all fairness, nowadays you'd probably open up and there'd just be a nice cardboard card, well, standing, yeah. and that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, superhero versions oh. of of uh, oh, this, romance. This is your last one. Oh, uh, yep, yeah, I've, I've got one more. Oh. And again, <laughs> it's. Drawn together, <laughs> Aileen and R. Crumb. So, with the two of them being great cartoonists and and being married all these decades, this is a good collection of all the comics they jammed on through the through the decades, and it's really nice. And of course, so of course, part of it is they show you their married life and and all their sex life and just just everything. But it's a good little. Collection of a married couple. Are they still together? Yeah, drawn together. The world's only cartooning couple. Mm. Yeah, it's a freak show. <laughs> Contains shocking material for adults only. Yeah. So, great little book. There you go. Knock about £23. No. That's his, that's his muse. Mm -hmm. right yeah, there. he used to draw a character and then he met her. Mm. And she looked like he's... Can I draw yeah. it? Yeah, the one. Is she a lot younger than him as well? Emma Frost. Liz? Is she a lot younger Liz. than him as well? Um, I don't know. She certainly looks it. She certainly looks it. Yeah, I think she is, now that I think of it. When you see him. No. So that's my lot, guys. That's love. Very good. I was thinking of someone else, but I didn't thought I'm not putting that. Oh, because we mention it all the time, you know, the Mr. Miracle Barda. Yeah. yeah. Then being in love was often put in. Big Barda. Big Barda, yeah. Um, oh, not other Big Barda. Yeah, when I go there, we've seen the missionary a lot of times. I think. So, uh, just yeah. a way to make me giggle. Big Barda. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was I was thinking about the love and, and, yeah. and the topic for tonight's meeting I was trying to think when superheroes yeah you could have as you brought the the Jingle and Cyclops yes, relationship that was the one that was the yeah and I was thinking the and I read this week the death of Gwen Stacy mm, yes but but that's not quite what I was looking for because that's more about the fighting and the commitment and yeah there's love in it but it's not a love story yeah and um, Shall I just do mine? It's just one. Crank on. So, talking about love, and I was trying to think <gasps> about superhero comics, 
where love is important. And then, if I had to choose one, it would have been this one, which is the Batman Adventures, Mad Love, which in some sort of way tells the story and the origin of Harley Quinn and how she fell in love for the Joker. And as the title, Mad Love, well, that describes very well the story. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great, great story. It's great art and a script mm -hmm. uh, by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm. Mm -hmm. um, this is normally considered in all the Batman Adventure comics, this is the number one. This is the best. Yeah. And it's one of the best Batman stories of all, mm -hmm. actually. Although Batman features very little in it. Yeah, very little. Because it's about Harley Quinn and the Joker. Really, and their relationship. Um, I thoroughly recommend this one, um, and it's it's absolute bonkers. You don't know, you can't understand why she's fell in love for him, mm. but so, she does. He's so nasty, though. and he's so nasty to her constantly, all the time. But Joker plays Batman for everything, and then she decides that. Everything that's going wrong, every time the Joker is getting crazy and, and is blaming her and being nice to her, she blames Batman too. Right. So <laughs> it's quite sinister. Isn't it's, it? it's really sinister. Mind and at the same time, it's portrayed in a way that is very entertaining and it's funny as well. But deep down, it's, mm. it's a really deep story. Mm -hmm. um, so if you haven't read it, please do. This is a Spanish version of it that I picked up uh, a few years ago. It's a nice little book. It comes with other adventure comics. But uh, yeah, that's... I recommend Mad Love. The Adventures of Batman. Mm -hmm. So have a look. Mm -hmm. It's got a really good series of panels in it where she goes into the costume shop. Yes. And uh, it's like the guy tells her that she can't get it or something like that and she kind of walks out and then walks back in and punches him and takes yeah. the thing out. You've got well, another romance there between Mr. Freeze Mr. and his Freeze? wife, yeah. Nora, I think. Oh. Yeah, but that's, that's from a different, uh, that's from a different mm. comic adventure, but yeah, that one. I think that was made up in the series as well, wasn't it? The whole Nora storyline. Yeah. It wasn't that before, he was just... A one-shot film. Yeah. But Arnie had a wife that was frozen in there. Oh my God. <laughs> The, the, the Bruce yeah, Timm cartoon, it was the first, Heart of Ice, the very first cartoon that Bruce Timm directed in the series. No. And many people reckon that's uh, the best yeah. uh, individual uh, cartoon in there. They told the actor that was doing the voice to give as little emotion as possible, to sound almost like he was just void of any yeah. emotion whatsoever. Mm. Oh yeah, the, the Marvel fan is... is it's amazing the way that she falls in love for the Joker, the way that the Joker plays her, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the way that she tries to please the Joker because she never quite reached. She wants to satisfy the Joker, you know. She wants to, oh, I want to the Joker make him happy, you know, and but then she doesn't understand that, you know, the Joker yeah wants to kill the Batman, but he wants the one to do it, yeah, and. Yeah, it's it's all there. Makes for a good episode as well, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a short story, but it's it's really really good. Yeah. And I said the art is fantastic, and the story 
it's just the right length and it goes through so many things and it's just like Batman Adventures, it doesn't want to go too deep to down, it's not a serious serious comic, although it's a very serious topic. So what is the relationship of Harley Quinn? Because I know she's a very popular character. Nowadays. 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 Since she, I mean, she started in the cartoon, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, just, and, um, right. The way I see it is, she's I mean, kind of... Dress up a certain time. She is the ying to the joker. Yeah. Then. The way that I see it is, she has been taken, and, and the comics that I've done lately with Harley Quinn on his own, mm. it's becoming kind of a Deadpool, like a female Deadpool yeah, yeah, yeah. by the DC Universe. Mm. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's a character that breaks the fourth wall, and... There's constant jokes and see how far I can go with the violence and and, and at the same time you know make it, try to make it funny. So. But that's not what she's like in here. Though. No. In here no. she's she's well. See, this is this is the origin. This is the original Harley Quinn. This is how she was. This is how she was created. This is the first mm-hmm. appearance. Uh, or, or that tells the origin of it. She, she seems a bit like a sad, abused character. She yes, she is. How we are describing her. She is. So I'm wondering why she's a hero to. She is in this. Is it because she's changed into more of she's a dead as, type? Yeah, because she's seen as like the downtrodden, but she's, she kind of rises from mm. that. Right. She was originally written as just a bit character for one episode, but they found she was so popular among the staff that were making the cartoon that they decided to yeah. make her a permanent character. Interesting. Like a psychic for the Joker. Mm. She also came over really well in the... Uh, in the series with the fans as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Suicide Squad, uh, she's become one of the main characters. Yeah, by the Suicide Squad, they've taken it like she's been the, the independent in the other comics where mm-hmm. she's kind of breaking the fourth wall and doing yeah. these funny, like, the humorous things. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, the curious thing about this is, uh, yeah, she's inspiring Deadpool, which in turn, actually, what Deadpool did in the comics, let's say, in the it's 90s, it's uh, actually, John Byrne did it with She-Hulk <laughs> before that when she did the She-Hulk uh, comic series and the She-Hulk would break the fourth wall and would talk to the reader and you know it would be a lot of comic um, sketches through the story and laughing at itself at, at the comic itself at the story itself and She-Hulk laughing at herself of the situation that she was going through and so that was already Done in the night uh, before Deadpool happened, I'm before mm. um, Harley Quinn happened as well. So, yeah, but uh, that's a nice little story. Does she ever like give the Joker a good kick in the balls? You know, quite a few times, yeah. Not in this one, not in this one, but she does in others because she just wants to please. I'm a bit worried that she's like, a and, she, and she's called him always character. pudding, and he's constantly, Don't call me pudding. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, yeah. And Mad Love. Right, right. Well, come on. I, uh, I, I, I have to admit, I struggle when it comes to finding stories about love. So some of these have chapters that are more love-orientated. Samurai and Executioner is part of a long series. Uh, and it's a se- Unlike a lot of Japanese uh, um, comics, it's actually a separate writer and a separate... Uh, artists that have done this. I think it's the same two that did uh, uh, The Wolf and Cub. Um, So there's a few few bits here and there of um, little romantic tales and little would-be romantic tales with a twist like the the blind guy who murdered his wife and his wife's lover and then ended up uh, uh, 
uh, getting uh, arrested, escaping, killing lots of people, and the samurai came in to execute him through cunning. But one of the stories here is uh, he, he does become an executioner, uh, hence the title, and he has to kill a woman, um, and she's got like a, a sheet over her face, so he doesn't see her when he kills her, but then the sheet falls off, uh -huh. and he suddenly realises that oh, no. that's the woman, the very first woman that he fell in love with. Oh. The very first was one. Was he not going to be that with his mum? Yeah. Killed him? Or just killed well, him? he he killed his dad. He killed his through, dad uh, through an honor killing. Um, oh, God, it's terrible, isn't it? So uh, after uh, a wee bit of a um, <coughs> tiny wee bit of a, a flashback, uh -huh. he uh, the, the the lassie thinks she'll she's got the better of him. He's not going to be able to bring himself to hurt her. Right. So he tells her to to sort of ease up. He can't do it. So she sort of loses the tension in her neck and all of a sudden the samurai skillfully chops her head off without a single bit of uh, um, hesitation. And uh, you can see here in do, glorious do detail... Do you the episode for doing Yes! Uh, <laughs> but I'm, uh, as you will soon find oh, out, I, I will struggle with this. So. He's raising up the head. Yep. Oh my God. Yep. And there he is sitting there casually with the head on his lap. So, um, so, what, so, what, so because Fruit. it was his first Fruit. love and he yeah. chopped her head off. Yeah, and it's love. Oh, yeah, here's yeah. here's okay. another That's one. Uh, this is uh, this is one of the long-running uh, <laughs> long love stories in Marvel. It's between Thanos and, and death. And uh, okay. Thanos, has, uh, Thanos has conquered quite a lot of the galaxy or the universe. He's battled, cunningly battled these beings called the, um, uh, the the old elderly gods. And at the end of the day, what's he get from it? Death, who he's fell in love with, still won't even talk to him. That's so at the, end of, at the end of this, Thanos actually cries, uh, having worked so hard, and death, uh, his love, seems to not really care less. Um, where is it? There are other, uh, oh yeah, he even kills one of her minions in glorious style um, right in front. And there he is, he's crying. Who could have guessed that becoming a god would prove to be such a hollow victory? Thanos is crying out of heartbreak. I brought some Walter Simonson for us. Uh, you might think, looking at the cover, this will be between, between Thor, Sif and um, uh, Jane. But actually... This is more about Baldur and uh, Carnella, uh, because Carnella is the love of Baldur, the brave. And she's, well, she gets captured by uh, a giant called Utgard Loki, who's no, no relation to the Loki. Uh, she's basically tortured throughout the entire story until Baldur manages to, like, they treat her like a mouse, because uh, they are giants. Baldur manages to rescue her, uh -huh. with no help from Thor, so uh, he, uh, then at the end of it, you know, there, there is some romance in here, uh, okay. they kiss. kiss and they, uh, they leave, but basically it's, a, it's an entire hardship of uh, poor, <laughs> poor Baldur and Carnella, but he does prevail. There's also a wee picture of Peter A. Bill, mm -hmm. and there's a sort of off-the-side sort of romance, well, well, not a romance, but sort of uh, would they, want they with uh, Lady Sif. Lady Thor's pretty cool. Yeah, this is probably one of the earliest ones where they gave Thor the full-on beard. Mm -hmm. And it was at this point where they'd done away with his Donald... Um, Don Blake. Yeah, Don Blake uh, identity. Okay. 
So they no longer had that as part of the story. You okay. also see uh, here, I think, uh, he takes on Sabretooth and some of the other X-Men. Yeah, that's the crossover with the uh, Mutant nice. Massacre. Mm. He wears the beard because he had the scars. Ah, so yes, he, he wore a mask at him. So wait a minute, is this Walt Simonson writing this? Ah, yeah, I think yeah. he writes and draws the whole no, thing. Salvo no, Salvo Sima is the artist. Is it? Yes. Ah, I see. Uh, he, so he's the writer. Yeah. See, if I think of Walt Simonson's thoughts, no, this either. No. This is this is right after this. Yeah. So I like Salvo Sima though, when he's inking himself yes. as well. Brilliant. When I was looking through possible romantic books uh, on my way here, Slane I thought, Lane. okay, Slane. Yeah, there's not, you might think there's not going to be much in the way of uh, true romance, but when you look at this, there's actually almost a three-way three -way romance you could get here. Well, there's... Uh, Some of that's... The, the artwork is absolutely stunning. I'll let you have a look. There's a lassie called Nest. Who, uh, it's always emphasised that she's from an ordinary background, but she, she turns out to be quite an extraordinary girl. Mm -hmm. And then thought, uh, uh, Slain leaves her to uh, go on his quest back to the village, uh, but their tales together have become legends, so officially they're still, uh, still partners. Whereas Thor's ex-wife, who's a wee bit older than him and has a son with him, he meets her afterward, and she, of course, is very angry because she's heard about all this tale of um, of Nest. But before she can do anything, uh, a lady who thought uh, uh, Slain saved in one of the previous stories is taken over the village, and she can transform into a demon. There she is there. So between them, throughout the whole tale, it's a hatred of three women towards each other who have affection of some sort, not always good, towards Slane. Artwork is fantastic. Have a, have a wee I remember that period I'm going to say that's your biggest, your biggest stretch so far. This is Liberty Meadows by Frank Chow. And there is uh, some genuine romance in there. Uh, the main, the main uh, girl, uh, ah, what was her name? Is it Candy or... Brandy, that's it. Brandy. Uh, there's uh, this guy here. It's been a while since I've read it. Uh, Frank, I think he's called. He's madly in love with her, but he can never bring himself to uh, ask her out or anything like that. So it's uh, even then, it's not quite a romance. It's uh, kind of a failed romance. But I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping at the very least, you guys will uh, appreciate some of the uh, some of the humour there. Poor, uh, it's probably not even he's right. Ah, yeah, Frank is Frank, but. It's all uh, intersected with uh, a pig called Dean, who tries chatting up all women, and he always gets his face kicked in, um, or punched. And uh, Frank Chow often portrays himself as a chimp. Yeah. So, something which I thing. often do when I'm trying to draw stuff. <laughs> so uh, I brought two Frank Chows for you guys to wee, a wee look at. Liberty Meadows always looks really nice. <laughs> I like the art style. He always reminds me of Adam Hughes' artwork. Must be. <laughs> he's kind of lost Jesus. his mind. Oh, yes. Yep. You can uh, tell he likes his job. He's lost his mind. Well, Frank, so I'm sure of it. Mm. He draws all these really stupid. Who's <laughs> this? Studying. Well, he draws like. Well, the one I saw, it was like Star Wars cover. You know they do the mm. print them and it's like blank covers and they draw things on them. Uh -huh. and, he, and he had like Princess Leia in her slave outfit and she's standing like jiggling her 
bricks and all that, you know, and then behind her, it's Yoda like, oh, <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> fuck would you draw this? It's just, uh, you have to see it to get this. Like, I mean, it's like, it was, like, that. it was like an eight-year-old yeah. idiot boy or something <laughs> had suddenly got these skills to, and then this is what he drew. He sat like, eh. you know, and think, <laughs> maybe I'm being harsh, but that, that was my impression. Maybe he's waiting to do that he was like... It was, a, was it not him, the, 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 uh, the Spider-Woman one? Yeah. A long one. It was yeah. literally just like her with her legs akimbo with looking... Like, well, I, don't, I don't know about that. He did he know about like, Marvel, and it was just Marvel like, stories with everybody, them. Everybody's going fucking nuts because they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, right, like yeah. all these, all these covers, like fine, fine, oh, fine. Okay. Then all of a sudden, just arse, like big yeah. arse, but it's <laughs> tits hanging over. Yeah, and she's just like, "I'm spider." And the thing with with Francho is because the people were we prote- were protesting and were going about it. He went and did another one. Yeah, far that even bigger. Even bolder, it's like, what the fuck? Crazy. You know, when I was very Adam Hughes, like if somebody went Adam Hughes, yes. that, I would believe it. Yeah. There's a lot of books that are just all franchise artwork, no stories, art samples. Yeah, it's kind of different inside, isn't it? Yeah, the inside is like Jeff Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except more gratuitous. <laughs> Jeff Smith did Gaggle's Ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah, it reminds me of. Some of the things in there, yeah. yeah. Ball. Is it me? Oh, you got uh, all I've got is. I the Ethel was. I thought about that once we were in, so I'm glad that they brought that. Yeah. But this is some I'm reading at the moment Blankets by Craig Thompson. Halfway through it. The time quote is a rarity. A first, a first love story, so well remembered and honest that it reminds you of what Holiness feels like. Oh, actually beautiful. Well, within the first few pages, it, it, it wasn't achingly beautiful. It was like achingly oh, disturbing, some yeah. of it. Um, but it's a really good book. And yeah, there's love in it. And love. the way, yeah, he's doing a real, he's currently, I'd say, in the book, he's about maybe 17, 18. So he's capturing it right. It's really kind of inside you and stuff. You notice a lot of these ones that we've brought along have been black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite a lot of them. Or aspects of them have been black and white and some of the bits have been colour and whatnot. Yeah. Quite interesting. Really I think good. for certain things black and white like that. The colour can be on the way. Mm. With certain it's just stories. It's interesting. Personally. Unless you have been so careful how you apply the colour. One thing I didn't it. know was involved in this was uh, a lot of religious passages, mm. Christian stuff. Right. Yeah, which he intertwined in. Must have been his, his Christian upbringing because it is a right. semi-biographical work, he says at the start. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah the cubby right, okay. oh. Craig Thompson, cubby old. Feel for you, man. And you, yeah, it's, that wasn't a nice thing to read. Um, that was, that was, very popular when it came out with blankets. Right. It was a big deal. Still yeah. Quite a big deal. Yeah. You look I mean, sort of must read lists. Wait, what was it? 2000? Like yeah, this is a classic. Yeah, going back 2003. Yeah. That's what you said, too. So I'm only reading it. Yeah, I'm reading it. 15 years. Timeless classic. Last year, I read, uh, what was it? I read last year after forty years or thirty. Like, like, it's coming, 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 coming
Better late than never, though. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm enjoying that. But the other book that I have read, which is stuck in my head, the kind of love relationship in there, mm-hmm. is um, the relationship between... It's in concrete, and it's between concrete and his oh. scientific... Yes. Uh, assistant. Yes. Um, he loves her, doesn't he? Oh. He's mad for her. Yes. But she's she's not even aware of it. Kind of. Well, the books that I've read so far. Did you read the last one? No. No, I've only read about three volumes. Three of the collected volumes. I'm looking forward to reading the uh, others. Uh, But obviously there's a technicality of it. He's concrete, isn't it? Yes. With no... He's locked in there. He's locked in. and. I think we should mention also in love, uh, in their love topic, Uh there's a couple of things that... One of them is Saga. Oh, by yeah. Image Oh yeah. Frankie Frankie yeah. Uh, what is so a, a classic Romeo and Juliet love story, really? Uh, from two different families mm. with our enemies, so this is the impossible love. Who's got the arms? Yeah. There's magic, there's science fiction all mixed up into Actually speaking of Brian K. Vaughan, I just think about it. Um why the last man? Because he is on a mission to get to his love through basically the entire Everything. story. Yeah. So that's another one about love. Mm. And so, yeah, Why the Last Man saga. saga. And the other thing which we mentioned was the romance comics from the 50s, which were a really good example of that. Some of them are ridiculous and yeah. weird, but yeah, that's an example mm-hmm. of it. And if we're talking about that, uh, I thought about uh, this morning, and I thought, what about Archie? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Betty and Veronica. The yeah. perpetual mm. state of who, who, who do you pick? Who, who do you love? Who yeah. do you pick? And it was mm-hmm. an absolute classic in comics. Maybe not as well known here in the UK, really, mm-hmm. but it's a really big thing in the States. It's always mm-hmm. been. And in the USA, it's probably the only comic you can still pick up in, in a shop. Mm-hmm. In a supermarket. Well, it's still going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Archie Comics is the only one that are kind of distributed there. Whereas years and years ago, yeah, you could pick up everything, but nowadays Archie Comics is probably one of the, mm-hmm. the only things you can pick up nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was remembering that they ended it. They did Archie. Archie marries Betty, and they did an Archie. They did. They just did the both. They did the the both two different comics. One he picks Betty, yeah, and, and, one, and then the one picks Veronica. Yeah, he picks. He should pick Veronica. He should have just done the Rita Sue and Bob too. That that's the thing. We, I'm sure we had this conversation. Only Amos. We only had this conversation about who 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 do we pick? Betty. Well, no, Veronica. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So yeah. We'll have that. Great. So yeah, I thought about that. Actually, Although yeah. we haven't brought, I don't have samples of it, but I thought just that. I just thought they're Cameron Hobbs as well as just the ah, love for yeah. a, a boy and his love for his friend. He's, he's just, in that, friend. just in the last few weeks, I, I said uh, I started reading it. Uh, does he like it? He does. He took it. In. Oh, my son loves it. How old is he? He's twelve. So I thought I need to get him. My son absolutely loves it. Cameron Hobbs. He's read it three people. I mean, anybody that reads it, yeah. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. My son loves it. I was reading it every night. I said, I read the very first one. I said, Do you want to read this? And he's like, oh, 
you know, more advanced. It's my favourite cartoon. Character. And I just read the first one, you know, where he's got the two Jerry all the time. He just <laughs> and he's goes okay, about it and allows Jerry So I chance. read a bit and then we got a few nights in and then I was going go. and he says, can you just leave that and I'll read a bit more before I go to sleep. And I was like, yeah, sure, okay. And I was like, <laughs> So how are you reading, would he... Well, we're just sitting there, right. see it, and then I'll just read it. And You're reading it, yeah. right. Are you adding Todd to it and stuff? Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Like, silent ones, oh. you know. I mean, some of them just like four panels, and nobody's saying anything, so. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, oh, good. Wow. Oh, wow. So, what are we doing this now? We're talking about Central uh, Wow. Very kindly okay. okay. sent us some of their books. Yeah. Uh, for us to read. Can I Save start before I forget it? Because I read it relatively <coughs> recently. You can crack on. Uh, I read two of them. The first one was. Um, Have you seen the title of Moscow. Oh. Yeah. Moscow. Oh, I don't want to. I don't know. Ida, Nelleral, and Oystein. Runda. That's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful looking book. Um, but to be honest, it didn't do much for me. I just found it a bit kind of just an excuse to do a bit of Putin bashing, really. Um, it's like it, an anthology, it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it looks really nice. I like how it looks, but yeah, the content for me wasn't really, it didn't really do much for me. So, you know, fair play to them. I'm sure lots of people love it. The cover looks stunning. Yeah, it's beautifully drawn on that. Yeah, it's very, um, it's but very nice to together. I read Eric the Red. King of Winter by Soren Mosdal. That I really enjoyed. Did you? A lot. Yeah. It, I began thinking, mm, but then I started getting into it, and I was like, yeah, I'm digging this. It's based on a true story. Yeah, because the, the history of it. Because I looked it up, and yeah, his son is Leif, and that's why it's Leif Eriksson because that's how the. The family name passes on, isn't mm. it? Uh, so this is about Eric the Red and Leif Erikson, basically. And yeah, I'd 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 recommend it. It's a. It did make me ponder how it must have been at the time when suddenly mm. the Christians started arriving, going, mm. "Well, you've got to start doing this, doing that." And Eric was like, "Hang on, that been all right." <laughs> been alright like probably most other people we've been alright we, we, we don't need you we've been alright it still happens to this day yeah and um, Christian missionaries still turn up at um, in the high street well yeah but they also still turn up at um, like little communes out in the rainforest and everything where people have never even yes. been before and they've just kind of turned up to them being like you ever thought about Christianity <laughs> Uh, there was a bit in it which uh, stuck in my head because Eric's wife, she's basically, they've got her and she's been converted. Mm. So now she's like, she wants a church and, and Eric's like, basically, 
Doesn't stop her from getting her boobs out, though. Well, no, that's it. She's that's going, she's, she's going, oh, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Would you like to build a church so we can talk about it? And he's like, a church in my own backyard for a fuck. <laughs> Never! Brilliant. Because, you know, he's, everyone around him is conspiring. His son, his wife, and now he can't even get his old, like, you know, the two veg. Because... The missus wants a church. There's something you know? going on with Eric as well. Though. Yeah. yeah. There's a whole. Did you back- read this? Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole backstory about how he's been exiled because he, yeah. he killed somebody on a rampage. Yeah. Like just on a rampage. That was all it was. You know, he's, he's not. There was no president oh, to it whatsoever. Oh, Eric. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was no president to it whatsoever. Did you just, like it? I liked the way it looked. Yeah. I very much enjoyed the colouring. I thought it was absolutely beautiful. I found it very hard to keep up with the story. Right. I was kind of, because it was all over the place. There was no like, mm-hmm. this is this oh, yeah. and this is that. I was going, shit, where am I now? Like, what, what's happening? Like, who, who's who's this? What's, right. what's going on? So I found it quite hard to keep up with. But I did enjoy the colours, the art, and the layout was lovely as well. There were some pages that were just full yeah, yeah. splash. Like, My like the bottom this and have a wee read. When he's talking yeah, to the gods. Yeah, 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 when he's talking to the old gods. Nando. I read a couple of them and this was my favourite of the Thuntana books by Thomas Samoylik and that's Forest Beekeeper and the Treasure of Pacha. Excuse my For, accent. Sorry, Forest Beekeeper and the Treasure of Pusha. Pusha. Or Pusha. And it's a beautiful book. Um, the style of art. Um, very much into oh. very popular in animation lately in the style kind of adventure time that sort of idea but what I really like about this is it's a wee bit of history because it tells you about history yeah like, that area yeah. there's a little bit of mythology a little bit of legends going through and it tells you a, a nice entertaining story um, lovable characters and it really makes you go back to respect nature mm. really mm. Um, it's a nice little three panels and page one or two with the, the, the bear and the other animals how they're coming all together um, so yeah I thoroughly enjoy this it's a book for all ages I would say because you can be a teenager, you can be a, a a child, you can be an adult, and you can enjoy it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's notes uh, at the end of the book. It sometimes refers you to them. To and sometimes it refers right. you to them to go back and have a look because there's so much stuff going on. It is quite interesting from so that point of view. There is an introduction as well, telling you a little bit of um, the story of it. As you're going along, it tells you a little bit of what's happening to that land and what is happening and in Poland, Lithuania, Russia mm-hmm. area. Um, yeah, it's it's. I really enjoy this. Mm. I thought it was it was a nice, lovely graphic novel, mm. and thoroughly enjoyed that. So I recommend that, and I would be curious uh, to see the. Any other books by Tomasz Samoylik, the, the artist, the author, 
certainly, because yeah. um, mm. even to know more about it, because I, I'm not that knowledgeable of Eastern Europe history mm. uh, and the last. Yes, yeah, so it's the, nice to hear someone who so, so, so you're so you're learning part of yeah. the culture so mm. and and all the things as well. So yeah, it's very mm. much. The only thing I had about it was I think sometimes <clears throat> the translation was a bit off, just here and there. I couldn't I couldn't like some of the sentences didn't mm -hmm. make sense. But I didn't know if that was maybe just because it was written of the time. Like the way it was translated, it was meant to be of the time of when they were. It was just some of the sentences where it didn't really... I'm not sure if that's <clears throat> part of effect because there's one of the characters, the beekeeper, he uses words and terms probably from Polish or Lithuanian or Russian and, and he, he drops these words as he's talking about. So whether that's an effect so can you understand the context? Of yeah, you can understand the context, you can understand what he's saying, but you know, it's like if he was talking in an accent and he put these words, you know, little, oh, okay. or goes Polish and, you know, Tovarich and, I don't know, not necessarily in Russian, but it, it could be in Polish or Lithuanian, and it adds words and, and things like that. I personally have noticed, but in English is not my first language, so, um, from that point of view, but I find it very entertaining, actually. I read that one as well. I, I really enjoyed it. And I noticed he doesn't shy away from certain things. Um, there was a, a little bit of brutality in there and not all the characters make it out alive. No, that's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some of it's quite uh, quite brutal, actually. Yeah, but still, I mean, it's the way that it's drawn, the way that it's taught, it's, you know... I liked it, though. <laughs> it's educational at the same time. I thought it was quite interesting book. Uh, and I, I do like this sort of book that trying to not just entertain you, but also try to give you some education of certain things and yeah. obviously it's up to you whether you want to take it or not, but certainly there is yeah, yeah. there is message and there is uh, history and there is it's also a nice looking book. Uh, yeah. legend and myth. Good thing about a lot of these books actually, when, when you mention it, they're all, a lot of them are hardback. It's yeah, mm -hmm. beautifully coloured. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd definitely read, uh, read more of this. Uh, mm. Uh, is it Th Thomas Samoilis? Samoilis. Mm -hmm. Finish one because I would like to read that. Yeah, one. I haven't read that one. <coughs> it was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, Natasha Bustos y Francisco Sanchez. Very good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nineteen eighty-six, Chernobyl, one of the greatest nuclear disasters in history. Mm. So it's. Uh, it's quite emotional to read it. It's from that. It's from the point of view of people that lived through it and, and the aftermath. That, that it's not so much the politics. People from it. there. Yeah. It's yeah. Three, so you three separate stories. Right? Yeah. Well, I remember so it. So starts with the. Yeah. I remember it. And on spitting image, it was on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember. I remember my my teacher in school the next day saying. He'd been hiking up in the mountains and it had been raining mm -hmm. and he was like, so those bastards have been poisoned. <laughs> those bastards, you know. I thought, okay, can we just get on with the class? <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys get the messages what to do when we get the four minute warning? And uh, we were like, remember. well, we can't be that bothered because we live in a rural area. So <laughs> And well, then there was that tale of how you paint, you paint yourself white and then you paint the table white and you have a white cloth and you would uh, survive the nuclear blast. Right. And they actually yeah. tested this in the laboratory and they found out there's a tiny element of truth there because if you did that, you would last uh, 0.00001 right. from a second longer than you would without it. Yeah. Jesus. 
That's like Peter Cook saying he likes sitting at the back of the plane because if it crashes, you die three seconds later than anybody else. <laughs> really? Get a bit more life. <laughs> yeah, so this opens with the old, uh, the old couple that kind of, they go back to live in the area. They, they don't want to lo- uh, leave their old home. So it's very emotional, you know. You can sort of feel it that, yeah, you would do that, you know. I mean, to us at a distance, it's like, oh, Chernobyl, you know, oh... You imagine yeah, but for some people, it's, it's their land. They live, they've been you know, it's like something happened to decimated the farm and everything. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's the, all the caring for the animals and yeah, it's good. It's the horse that comes out. Yeah, it was very, very this was very good that they used this. I thought this was a very effective choice for storytelling. They've put it on the cover as well. Mm. The big. You know, there was going to be like a big amusement park opening and, and they were all excited for this to, to open and they were going to start going there. But then just before it opened, the accident happened and everybody's out. So it kind of stands in for this alternate life. That what everybody, could have been there. Yeah. So it's, it's very cleverly done and, and effective because it's all still there, you know. They can go back and look at it. and That ghost. And it, yeah, because it never opened. Yeah. yeah. It's always the amusement park image in the... The swimming pool that are used quite a lot mm-hmm. when they show Chernobyl photos. Yeah, and then you've got the younger couple there, and there's there's like uh, women that were pregnant as it happened, and and there's the people that were employed to go around cleaning up and getting bodies and all that, and and they were new, they knew they were doomed, you know, so they're all and, and it talks about how there they got medals or whatever, and then all dead and all forgotten, them, you know. So it's quite, it's, it's emotional. It's yeah, yeah. The unfairness of it as well. And, oh, it's, it's, I really got into it. I, I did enjoy it. And, yep. and, and it was emotional. It's a breeze of a read. Yeah. But it's, and the art style is good. Yeah. Black and white. And they tell everybody, oh, just leaving for a few days. You know, you can kind of imagine it. Everybody turn the bus. And we'll leave your pets. You know, the kids all time. And we'll bring the cat and all that. No, I'll leave them. We'll be back on... Tuesday or whatever, you know, never went back. That was horrible. That was. That was actually, I can't, I can't spoil it. And, it, and, it, and it's, and it's, it's the young man growing up looking back on it, you're getting his perspective and, and yeah, that would spoil it, but they kind of go back and visit and yeah, I'd recommend that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, uh, it's convincing and it's emotional. And clever, yeah, as I say. Are you, re- are you part of it? I want to, yeah, can I? Yeah, it's very good. Because I haven't read that, so I want to read this. Well, that was the first one I saw and thought, oh, this is going to read this. What were you reading? <coughs> Comic book book. It's an anthology. Loads of artists. I like that you've stuffed your mouth with food mm. in order to talk about the cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> Need a translator. <laughs> so every artist has come up with a me- with a, a dish, and they're portraying how to make it via comic book. So each one has the ingredients, and then what you do, and then the end result. Hopefully, although I would need uh, a lot of help. So it's like um, you'll have uh, the best sandwich in the world. So there's a wolf. He gets his bread. Let's, you know, get tomatoes, bread, and uh, all that stuff, uh, oh, wow. lettuce, and 
So the wolf does that, and then he makes it, and he shares it with his pals. Yeah. Uh, there's so many mm. different is that true varieties. Recipes? You can yeah. follow it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> some of them you can follow it. <laughs> some of them are, are a bit more uh, controversial than others. There's DJ Cat and the KKK. Uh, KKK is Cat, um, Kauka, and Katze. So what the artist has done that's cat, is cat, cat. yeah. Well, uh, is that what it says? <laughs> yeah, that's that's different variations of cat. He's, He's drawing uh, a cat wearing a Ku Klux Klan uh, outfit with pointy hat. They've got fish. They've put a fish onto a burning crucifix and they're cooking the fish. Um, I, I, I'm mm. not sure uh, how, how well that would go in some places. but um, It's actually just a way of showing you how to brace some fish off of a fire, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> yeah. But, but that cat does look quite sinister <laughs> in his, uh, yeah. All in cats his outfit. Sinister, cats are sinister. Cats are evil. There's a, that's me, I said it. There's another funny one <laughs> here. Have uh, oh, you have two? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a pork There's a pork dish. Here we are. Oh, look at that. So it's making uh, your... your um, I like the way that's for. Yeah, well, that's for, that's for some sort of baking dish. Um, but the chef happens to be a pig, which makes it hilarious because there he is really happy cooking his own kind, mm. <laughs> serving it all up to the punters. <laughs> So a lot of it's kind of tongue-in-cheek, and I really like the variety, and maybe I, I did take photos of some of these so I can maybe uh, cook them myself. Um, it's split, split up, though, into, like, soup starters, main course. Yeah, like drinks as well. Drinks, uh, yeah. Then, a wee, uh, wee yeah. then there was, uh, I think that's Staring in, from Hell. Staring from Staring Hell. Staring from the Hell, yeah. Oh, I've said Hell. Because <laughs> basically you would think that when yeah. you see some of this story. This is like what Hunter S. Thompson would dream about. Oh, Absolutely okay. nuts. Uh, so like you've got some odd looking characters in here, um, including like uh, like little animals. <laughs> Crocodile wearing shorts and t-shirt. And you think this will be a friendly thing and then all of a sudden uh, uh, it looks like they're all going to get stoned and uh, wasted. Then uh, the, the cloud opens up and these alien beings from another galaxy come in and they start killing other uh, other critters in there so then it becomes a big battle start wrecking stuff yeah and, and that nice little crocodile uh, ends up getting uh, splattered skinned uh, well no just clenching a fist and squashed <laughs> um, so the survivors get in their battle gear so uh, yeah it's an odd one I didn't, I didn't really know how to take Oops, it just... but um Let's say I enjoyed it, but I didn't not enjoy it. See, I enjoyed reading it, but I thought, well, it's good. But I never once did I think, oh, I regret reading this. So it's got its good side. Take what you want from that. Cool. But it's it's not it's not my all-time favourite, of course. But I read that too, but I did prefer. I preferred that one, yeah. The other one. The, the uh, Beekeeper one. Bush yeah. Because um, I thought, yeah, there's rock and roll, there's well, there's rock, there's monsters, <laughs> and a big adventure, but there's something missing to me in the story. Mm. It doesn't quite reach me. Yeah, that one I did enjoy very much. Mm. Oh, but so overall, what was the what was the, the thoughts on the trial stuff? Good. Oh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. good. I thought yeah. the quality was really, really good. Yeah, the quality the, is really good. The yeah. editions of the books are magnificent. Yeah. Hard covers. Um, it was sure. a nice selection, really nice course, selection, yeah, and uh, I hope they, I hope they keep going um, 
edit and I'm, I'm bringing more. They've got so much more on their, uh, on, on their actual collection. This was just a, a few that they sent us. Mm. Um, but yeah, they've got, they've got a ton more and they've got new stuff that's coming out as well. So it's good to see somebody taking um, mainly sort of Polish-made mm. comics and translating them so for everybody to... Well, it's, it's European comics, yeah, yeah, but not French... Belgian European no. comics, no. so we're seeing European comics from other parts of Europe, which yeah. is interesting because mm -hmm. you know mm. it certainly brings you a different mentality to it, mm. uh, cultural points, mm -hmm. sensibilities as well. So yeah, it's definitely it's a fantastic yeah. selection of what they sent us. Now look forward to reading Eric the Red. I look forward to reading Chernobyl. Um, mm. This one most looks funny. Can I take this with me as well? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I want to have a look at this. Um, there's only two other things I wanted to mention. Uh, thank you very much, Central. Mm. Thanks again, yes. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, it, um, the only other thing I wanted to mention, uh, the Awesome Comics Podcast made their first anthology, uh, which is just the three guys that run it, the three stories in one issue. Um, they're all pretty sort of bonkers mm -hmm. out there stuff, but it's you get the feel of their... Uh, Sensibilities. So it's three different stories: uh, Murder Road, Cockney Kung Fu, and Viper. And it's like the first kind of issue of each one. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Cockney Kung Fu was really, really good. Cockney uh, Kung. <laughs> I liked uh, this one. I like the sound of my favourite panel. The word "fuck," but with oh, <laughs> her kicking this guy right in the face. Um, I opened. All the letters, yeah, all the letters. <laughs> it's, it's the, the big, the, the big, big old, old what is it? The big old Kent Road. Kent, Kent, Kent off, off part two. Let's dance. There we go. <laughs> it's good. It's really, it, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. They're all completely different comics, um, but they're in the midst of so, um Yeah, they're all. Completely different. Like every everyone's completely different from the from the last, but they're mm -hmm. they were all good. They were all, they were all their own their own decent little stories in each one, um, and the guys from the Austin Comics Pod were actually really quick in getting it out as well. I ordered it and got it like a day later. So, mm -hmm. um, but they're on. You can get them in digital copy for quid, uh, on their big cartel, or you can get this for this four uh, three fifty. And it was only like a pound or something to get it delivered, so it was good. It was well worth it. Well worth it. Um, but the only th other thing I was going to say is that each of those guys make their own comics. Mm -hmm. um, uh, two of which I was reading recently, which was one was Vanguard and the other was The Red Mask from Mars. And I got them all on this lovely handy app that I've just found called Comic House. Oh, it's yeah. a website. Comic House. Yeah, Comic House. Uh, comic, it, it house spelled H-A-U-S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically just a collection of loads of different titles. Um, now, you get a 14-day trial when you get the, the app. But I've started paying the subscription because I was reading that much off of it. Um, but the subscription is only three pound a month. Mm -hmm. That's it, and you get to read basically everything. It's basically like yeah, Netflix, yeah. but for yeah, comics. For comics you know? Yeah, 
Um, but there's loads of independent stuff on it. That's what I liked about it. It's loads of like the small press folks have put their stuff up, and there's loads of anthologies and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that, remember that Matt Garvey's Devil in Disguise, the, mm-hmm. the last thing? Yes, um, I, don't, I think Devil in Disguise is going to go up. I don't think it's up yet. Um, but you get other Matt Garvey stuff on there, like White Noir and stuff like that. Um, but there's, there's loads of stuff, absolutely tons of stuff up there. Um, uh, another one I was reading was the Little Heroes comics. The Little Heroes are the guys that try to provide comics making kits for hospitals mm-hmm. um, in around the UK, just trying to get books into hospitals for kids is like impossible. Mm-hmm. The amount of regulations and stuff you've got to go through is unreal. So they send comic making kits, which are a lot easier, so the kids get to make their own comic books and stuff. But to fund that, yes. they've made their own anthology and then stuck up on this as well. As well as selling it on its own. But yeah, I wouldn't have found any of that stuff or any, read any of that stuff had it not been for this app. You get loads of stuff on it. You get 30 Days a Night. And there's loads of small press stuff. There's lock and keys on this. There's loads of stuff. Absolutely loads of stuff. Um, there's some like Street Hawk. But yeah, Remember them? stuff. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a Viper, I think, if I remember rightly. Um, but yeah, so that was the only two things I wanted to mention apart from the, the central stuff. Really the good. Com- comic House app, well worth the money. Yeah. And same with Austin Comics podcast. Uh, podcast comic. Part 1 comic, yeah. Very good. Yeah, nice. definitely. Excellent. There's someone based on Giant Haystacks by the look of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was a he was a British wrestler who used to hold the the British record for heaviest man in the country at forty nine stone. <laughs> what? Him and Kendo Nagasaki and Big Daddy. Mm-hmm, Big Daddy. Yep. So there you go. He's a he's a Oh my gosh. Yeah. Hi guys, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to send us any comments or questions or just to say hello you can reach us by email at thatcomicsmell at gmail.com We're also available on Instagram and Twitter at thatcomicsmell Share the podcast with your friends and followers We're available on YouTube, SoundCloud and iTunes And don't forget to rate, review and subscribe Thanks for listening If it shakes me I'm forever grateful I never let it break me track that you're hearing today we were kindly allowed to use is called Forever Grateful. It is the title track of the Forever Grateful EP by RR the Giant. You can get RR the Giant's EP and his latest single off of Bandcamp. Double R.